0: is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 6th of Kislev, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Incoming Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is apparently asking for an extension to the December 11th deadline he has to pull together a coalition, and form a government. Netanyahu won a 64-seat majority out of the 120 seats in the election. But now he has to deal with demands from a number of politicians who want a number of things if they're going to say yes to being in his government. People have demands about which ministerial roles they want. One of the big issues is that the Shah's party leader, Arya Derry, is supposed to serve as a minister, but because he has been convicted of tax evasion, it's an issue. He's supposed to be barred from participating in government for seven years Years Due to that conviction that he did not serve jail time for, but he did serve two years of time for bribery between 2000 and 2002. However, there can be a workaround where a judicial decision would show he doesn't carry, quote unquote, moral turpitude. Basically, he has to show that he's not a vile person and that he doesn't oppose the stance of the rules outright. Netanyahu, however, wants to quickly amend a law that would allow people who've been convicted but had their sentences suspended to be able to become ministers. Netanyahu also wants to put the Israel police, which is its own body, to become subordinate to the government. He needs to do this in order to put Otzma Yehudit's party member, Itamar Ben-Gvir, into the national security minister, which is a new role. Israel never had a national security minister before. The role would give him more authority than the public security minister role that existed previously. Currently, the law says that the police force can make up their own policies. The two laws that Netanyahu is trying to change is being called by the public and the media, the dairy Law and the Ben-Gvir Law. This is just the tip of the iceberg as there are even more ministers or soon-to-be ministers who have demands from Netanyahu before everything is set in place with the future government. Outgoing Prime Minister Yair Lapid penned a letter and mailed it out to 50 presidents and heads of state asking them not to move forward with a UN General Assembly Committee vote that is calling on the international court to look into whether the Israel Defense Force's presence in Judea and Samaria, also called the West Bank and East Jerusalem, and even the Golan Heights, can be considered an annexation. The vote was 98 to 17 that this should go ahead. The resolution questions the status of Jerusalem and outright forgoes the connection that Jews have to the holy site of the Temple Mount, which is only referred to in this document written up by its Arabic name, though the site is important for Jews as well. Lapid is trying to get world leaders not to vote against Israel, because the vote will need to happen a second time in front of a full General Assembly. Lapide says this, It has been long accepted that the status of disputed territory will be subject to direct negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians. A one-sided change to such a policy will have detrimental effects on the entire region, bringing the matter before the ICJ, or the International Court of Justice, expressly contravenes the principle of direct negotiations accepted by Israel, the Palestinians, and the international community, and will only play into the hands of extremists, further polarize the parties, and undermine the positive work that has been done over the past few years, end quote. Keep in mind that the disputed territories are just that. The West Bank and East Jerusalem, for the very least, have never been sovereign lands, never had been controlled by any official country or owned by any specific power. It's always been transient with different kingdoms over time, but it's never been a sovereign land. So it was never that the West Bank expressly belonged to Palestinians and that they had a right over the land or to the Jews. It is disputed territory. The Golan Heights in Israel's north was captured in the 1967 war when Israel fought against Syrians for the land and and took it over. Again, if you're needing a little bit of a refresh, this is Yair Lapid asking presidents not to move forward with a U.N. General Assembly Committee vote, calling on the international court to decide that Israel's presence in Judea and Samaria, the East Jerusalem part of Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights is an annexation. American chef and cookbook author and foie gras specialist named Michael Jenner died over the weekend here in Israel while he was doing an Ironman triathlon. He was 59 years old. Gina is behind the Lola restaurant in Great Neck, Long Island, and also ran Hudson Valley Foie Gras in the Catskills. He died on Friday from a heart attack during the 70-mile Galileo-by-the-Sea item, which was a race of running, swimming, and cycling. At one point, New York City was trying to ban Foie Gras, but Ginor defended it with op-eds in the papers saying the food is made in accordance with humane management and safe food practices. An 84-year-old woman in Haifa was minding her own business when a stray bullet entered her home through the window and actually got her. She was sitting with her grandkids and made one of them call emergency services. Lorette Levy says the violence has gotten so bad in Haifa she feels that she's living in Chicago. The woman is recovering at the hospital with the help of her son who has been staying by her side. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News podcast, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm israeldailynews Israel Daily News. The financial support we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for all of your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. We have one link in the show notes which you can click on and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend and three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it and I'm... Very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. There has been an outcry from soccer fans about not having kosher food in Qatar during the World Cup, but today Ynet put out an article about a few people who seem to be doing their best to turn this around. Qatar has no Jewish community at all and has never made kosher food on its soil until now. Rabbi Mark Shire is Qatar's advisor to the Jewish faith, and he's been working on getting kosher food available to Jewish people who want it, and, of course, to Israelis. This is the first time ever that there are flights from Israel to Qatar because the countries do not have official diplomatic ties, and now that and now there are direct flights. Shire is working with Rabbi Mendy Shitrik, who is a kosher inspector, from Istanbul, Turkey's Chabad, and he is also the chief of the alliance of rabbis in Islamic states. Did you know that there was a alliance of rabbis in Islamic states? Now you do. Qatar Airways is actually the company that provided the kitchen facilities for these guys to create kosher meals. There are kosher sandwiches, challahs, and bagels, which are being made on the premises. There's no kosher meat, however, so if you're kosher in Qatar you'll have to stick to the veggies. The dream of every amateur archaeologist. That's what an Israeli tour guide is saying about an artifact found during a kid's school trip last week. A group of students have uncovered a 3,000-year-old Egyptian scarab seal in the city of Azor, which is outside of Tel Aviv, in the center of the country. Gilad Stern comes from the educational center, within the Israel Antiquities Authority and he led the tour of eighth graders for a walk. While he was on it, he saw something on the ground and apparently a little voice inside of him told him to pick up the item and flip it over. He says he was astonished that the scarab clearly shows a scene. The piece is turquoise and it looks like a pendant that you might see a woman wearing around her neck or on an earring. It's beautiful from the looks of the photo. The scene, apparently, I don't see it, but I'm not an expert in ancient scarabs from Egypt. It's supposedly showing two figures with one seated and the other with an elongated head, which represents the crown of an Egyptian pharaoh, and the pharaoh is raising its hand. The thought is that this is an ancient pharaoh bestowing authority on a Canaanite ruler. The Canaanites are the ancient people that lived in Israel. In biblical times, it's believed that the Jewish people or the ancient Hebrews came from this group. The young kids are taking this course to eventually help them become educators to the public about the archeological sites in central Israel. And this was just four miles outside of Tel Aviv, believe it or not. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 15 degrees Celsius and a high of 22 degrees. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 71 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News Podcast. Catch me tomorrow live and on camera delivering you the news on our Instagram page and on YouTube. I'll update with a time when I have it, and I'll put that on the Instagram story and in a post. Now, let's hear a song called Dublin Day by Ariella Zaitlin. She's a talented American-Israeli violinist. Enjoy this song and have a great and productive day.